0: where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John, you are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter, Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathaniel asked him, where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered, do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God.
1: Be seated. Grace and peace to all of us gathered here today. God always promises when his word is spoken that his spirit comes and we trust in that living spirit to land on each of our hearts and also for us as a community to form us and lead us ahead. Amen. So last Friday night, I turned on the TV to soothe my exhaustion. The first week of school had taken its toll and I needed to take a short break before making dinner. I resurfaced 128 minutes later after watching the entirety of Shania Twain's documentary on Netflix. I never knew that Shania grew up in poverty in Canada, her mother seeing her musical talent while she was still so young, took her to bars to perform after Last Call, singing into the wee hours of the morning and still having to get up for school the next day. Just as her singing career began emerging, her parents were both killed in a car accident. And at age 22, she needed to provide for her younger siblings. Her marriage ended in divorce after her husband and music manager had an affair with her best friend. She contracted Lyme's disease, which impacted her body and her voice. And still, she achieved her dream of becoming an international music icon in both country music and in rock. There was always something that came next after a time of defeat, an opportunity to connect with someone to see a new perspective. I know what you're thinking, and I'm thinking it too. Maybe Netflix did its thing on me. But I wasn't expecting to learn as much as I did about Shania Twain. We're asking questions this fall, and we're talking with each other. And it was like Shania Twain was answering the question that we were asking, where are you from? And as her story unfolded, it became apparent that where she was from was only part of her call in the world. Last week, Pastor Kristen asked the same question, where are you from? And it was the creation story from Genesis that spoke to us and answered and told us that we are all formed from the dust of the earth, God breathing life into existence for each human and all of creation. And that same creative spirit calls us not to live this life alone, but together. You see, to be in relationship with God is to be in relationship with each other. And today, just as Vicki read, we hear the story of Jesus calling his disciples from the Gospel of John, We hear just a bit about where the disciples are from as Jesus simply calls them to follow. This gospel doesn't dwell much on the background stories. We actually hear that Andrew followed Jesus because John the Baptist said, Look, there is Jesus, the Lamb of God. And through those simple words and witness, Andrew grabs his brother Simon to join him. Jesus renames Simon to Peter, and Philip joins in, who happens to be from the same town as Andrew and Peter, and then Philip invites Nathaniel. Jesus doesn't seem too interested in checking the backgrounds of the disciples or what their qualifications are more that they are curious enough to ask questions and take the next step to come and see what is next it is so interesting how jesus just lets other people ask them to join in could it be that invitation and curiosity are marks of faith Jesus, even early on, seems open and certain that God's presence will be revealed, not like in a one-time lesson that we're asked to remember by heart, but in the dailiness of life, daring to be open and curious to who we will encounter and through their story how God will be made known. I'm really grateful because over this last week, I had a couple conversations with people asking questions about how to read the Bible, wondering, how do I talk to friends and people they care about of matters of faith in life when they don't agree on a topic? This world is plump full of divisiveness and strong opinions wanting us to draw a clear line on what side we're on and what side God is on. And often the Bible is used as a weapon, quoting verses to exclude and judge without even considering that the next page or the remaining chapters are there to read two bound in the same book. What if Jesus' words today as he begins his walk in this world were a lens to speak into differing opinions and challenging topics with simply this, an invitation to come and see? Ask a question, wrestle with a differing view, walk in a different neighborhood, ask someone where they experience God, Watch a documentary. Listen to someone's story. Even Martin Luther, the reformer of our Lutheran faith, in his writings about the Ten Commandments, includes an explanation of what the commandment is saying no to and also what the commandment is inviting us into. Commandment number eight. You are not to bear false witness against your neighbor. Luther writes, we are to fear and love God so we do not tell lies about our neighbors, betray or slander them, or destroy their reputations. Instead, here's the invitation to come to their defense, to speak well of them, and to interpret everything they do in the best possible light. You see, the Bible is not a rule book to follow with simple yes or no answers, but a living word that speaks to us even now, inviting and listening, engaging, even in our doubt and in our wonder. Take a look at the window in the back of the sanctuary when you lead today. It was so cool to read all the places where we are from, Melvin, Iowa, Elbow Lake, Norway, Ethiopia, and Crystal, just to name a few. Many of you told me last week that you talked to someone in church that you hadn't even met before, and you were sitting in the same worship service, and you made connections. We are being called Mount Olivet, and Jesus is speaking directly to us. Come and see. It's an invitation that also holds a promise. You are a bearer of God's love just as you are, and there's more people that we are to meet, more to see, more to learn, more to experience, And God gives us permission to invite, to be curious enough to take the next step, and God promises to meet us there, experiencing how wide God's love and mercy are for the world. But often, we're not willing to see another's perspective. Fear whispers, it's easier to walk away, to judge, to close a door, than it is to be curious and to come and see. And so in our stubbornness and in our judgment, the inviting and curious Jesus gathers us together from all the places where we are from and meets us at this table and in baptism and even in the moment of his death, invites us to come and see how far God will love the world that includes all people, even when we're hard to love. The wine and the bread today are accessible earthly reminders that God chooses to dwell here and now, feeding us with mercy and curiosity. The Spirit of God breathing, always, always doing a new thing. Many people have asked me lately, what's next for Mount Olivet? Jesus speaks and responds Come and see. Amen.